Hey, y'all. Just wanted to pop in and say this is part one of um, the full episode. Part two will be uploaded next week. And um, not really no reason, just it was very juicy. And I thought it would be smart to, you know, make it part one and part two. So if you enjoy this part, thank you, thank you, thank you. (laughs) And, you know, wait on next week for part two. Now, let's get into the episode. Hey, 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 y'all. Good morning, good afternoon, good night, good whatever part of the day that you're listening to this on. It is your girl, your sister, (laughs) your friend, Nicole Heels, back again with another episode. And... In this episode, I wanted to cover, you know, the basics of like spirituality, of mainly connecting with yourself, even if you don't really resonate with like the whole term of spirituality or the community or whatever. But the basics of connecting with yourself, of connecting with, you know, your truth, you know, connecting with your soul your soul's urge, your life's mission, you know, your life purpose, and all of these other like existential things that we tend to think about and wonder about, you know, in our lifetime. And we really may not just know where to start. And for me, I specialize in inner child healing and focus on it for a reason because I feel like our childhood is the exact blueprint and has all of well blueprint of our lives and it has all of the answers that we need you know that we ask of other people that we try to ask um, externally and we try to get answers from these external sources when all we really need to do is look within and specifically look within your childhood and connect with your inner child because they have all the answers you just may not be asking questions well the right questions or questions in the right way and we'll get into that but first I just want to say hi, hello. (laughs) I hope, you know, you're comfortable right now. You're in your whites. If you're listening to this on the way to something, I hope you get there safely. And I hope that, you know, this podcast can soothe you so that you're not stressed. You're not traveling um, in a stressful mood. And that, you know, you're just able to go on about your life, um being informed, being soothed by my voice and, you know, my NLG. And (laughs) let's get into ways to support me as a creator, as a healer, um, you know, for my wisdom. You know, you can go to my Patreon and subscribe monthly, $4.44 a month to support me in general as a creator, as a healer, um, and all of that good stuff, good gushy juiciness. (laughs) 
Um, if you want to up your pledge, you know, from $4.44, maybe you want to do, you know, a cute eight, eight, eight. I'm not mad at you, honey. Do it. Do it. Um, <laughs> you can definitely do that. Um, the bonus that comes with supporting me in general as a creator is that you get exclusive access to my writing that I put on there, my journal prompts. Um, I have an audio on there. Um, I think talking about the art of scripting. And so, yeah, you get a bonus. You get, you know, a little bit, a little bit off the top. (laughs) Other ways to support me, my cash app is, you know, the cash app dollar sign N-I-C-C-C-1. You know, spread, bring some abundance your way. Spread a little abundance around in your life to people that, you know, help you on your journey. That's always good. And of course, as you know, it will always, always come back to you. Other ways to support me are, um, you know, by just sharing this podcast. If you follow me on any of my other socials on Instagram, where I also post um, healing content, Um, and you know, it's very healing to the eye because I have a nice, um, feed that is like color coordinated. If you scroll through it, it's, it's real cute. If I do say so myself, check it out. Also, um, yeah, follow me. If you follow me on Instagram and you see anything that you resonate with, you know, give it a share in your story, post it to your feed if you want. I know like these days that means a lot <laughs> and be sure to tag me when you do it so I can comment and be like, Hey, and then you could comment back and be like, Hey, and we can have our little moment. And then <laughs> it's like, I always tell people, especially my friends, because I'll just be watching their story on a regular and then see myself. And then I'm just like, oh my gosh, like tag me. Because as creators, we don't really know, you know, like feedback wise, like people may hit us up once or twice, like each time we drop and be like, yeah, so good. And we're just like, yay. But like, we really create blind of like the recognition that it will get like we really just hope on a wind and a prayer and a star that people like it you know and like you know have confidence in ourselves that like we like it enough to share it but long story short all in all it's very helpful to creatives for people to tell them you know what they liked (laughs) how they liked it and all of that. Like it, it, it really warms our heart because like, we don't know what's going to happen when we put it out. We just put it out on our own whim. (laughs) So yeah. Um, any of my content that you feel like you resonate with, um, support me, appreciate me by sharing it, you know, on your own, um, social media in your friends groups, you know, in your group chats, you know, 
Um, and when you share it on social media, be sure to tag me. So, you know, my heart can be warmed. (laughs) Also, um, I think I said this before, but also if this podcast, anything in this podcast resonates with you, be sure, you know, to share it with people. It's fairly new and it's getting some plays. And I'm just like so excited when I see like the number of plays like increase. It makes me so happy. And, um... So yeah, share this podcast, recommend it to people that you think it will be good for. And, you know, show me some love. <laughs> so let's get back into it. What, well, how to connect with your inner child. And I just want to say that I picked this one to go first rather than what is an inner child because like for me saying what isn't in a child, it gets more in depth because I talk about, you know, how I get into like um, your emotions and how your emotions are like a big part of you and pretty much are you and how they're so such a big part of your inner child and like how as children we aren't allowed to be emotional and like being emotional is a form of autonomy And, like, not everyone experiences the same emotional reaction. And so, like, emotions are that personal. And I just felt like this episode would have just been so long. So I really want to dedicate that um, to its own episode. But for this one, we can get into it a little bit about what is an inner child. But I'll just gauge this part lightly. Um, And also because like a lot of us already have a basic understanding, you know, like it's kind of in the name, like you're able to assume like, oh, inner child, me as a child, like my inner child, (laughs) you know? So I wanted to like switch it up and not just give you a basic example because I feel like basic examples, like you can Google it and you'll find like thousands. And like, I don't know if... Y'all know me like that. Some people do, but I'm just, I'm not a basic bitch. (laughs) Like, I don't like doing what everyone else is doing. And like, obviously it's inevitable to do what everyone else is doing. But that's why I was going to say, I just do it better. No, (laughs) that's why I just do it my way. And like, You know, if you want to big up yourself, if I want to big up myself, my way, you know, is better because it's mine, period. And so (laughs) I'm just playing, y'all. I'm really just being ridiculous. But so let's get back into it. Your inner child is simply you, you know, as a child. It's a huge part of your core self. And given the fact that, like I said, um, in like another episode Um, Or was that a YouTube video? I think both. In another episode and in one of my YouTube videos um, where I have the white head wrap on. I forgot the title. Ah. Yeah, given the fact that children are so authentically themselves because they just did not learn, did not yet learn, or because they are eventually taught how to fragment themselves for safety, And for, you know, the preference of other people, how other people would prefer they were to be. 
childhood is a time when we fully, of course, up to a certain point, (laughs) we truly and fully embrace our or embody and embrace our core self and you know like how our core becomes like a deep part of us as we get older and we can strengthen it children are so young and new and vulnerable that like in my mind how I picture children like their whole body is their core self like that's how vulnerable we are as children You know, in which just all of us is our core. And that's why small tangent emotions are so important because we feel so much during this time. And it would just be so helpful to have some emotional intelligence and be taught emotional regulation so that, you know, we're not screaming and hollering over every little thing. But like, That's also child shit. And that's nothing to be ashamed of. And that's why I want to get into this. How to connect with your inner child. You know, how to acknowledge your inner child. What you needed as as a child. You know, acknowledge what you needed so that you can give it to yourself now. And I know, like, the me that wrote this script is, like, tight at me right now because I just jumped ahead. But, like, don't worry, my love. I'll I'll circle it back. But, yeah. That's why it's so important. Because we feel so much. And we navigate the world by feeling. Because we're such, like, our feelings are so... Um, what is that word I'm looking for? Not so heavy, but so potent. (laughs) I don't know. Synonyms of that, y'all. But yeah. And so we need help in in trying to learn how to navigate the world. This world that is not, you know, accommodating to our feelings, It's hard and it makes it even more hard when the people that you're supposed to look up to are one of the people that, you know, makes it hard for you to accommodate your feelings and just don't accommodate your feelings in general. That's why it's important to connect with your inner child. And this is like the first half of the episode. I feel like um, I split it up this way for a reason of like, the why because like for me I always want to know the why I don't want people to just hand me things and like tell me stuff and I think that's a good way um to self-advocate so that you understand the why for yourself without anyone having to just hand you the solutions because like quite frankly how are you going to implement the solutions if you don't know like the why if you don't know how it even comes about to be a solution like what the true problem is so yeah if you want to know more about the why stick with me stick with your girl because I gets into the why (laughs) so your inner child is you 
And it's this person, like I said, that has all of the answers about us. Our inner child is a blueprint, our original, you know, bad bitch. (laughs) It's true. Your inner child is your own original blueprint, bad bitch. And you shouldn't be afraid to declare that. You was a bad bitch in them pigtails, in that little uniform, you know? In your white and tan, in your blue and blue, light blue, dark blue, light blue navy, (laughs) in your suit and tie, whatever type of uniform you had to wear for school or whatever, you was a baddie. And you deserve to declare that. And your inner child deserves to know that. Because as we go, you know, through as children, unless like you're socially acceptable in terms of beauty, a lot of us think that we are not like cute growing up that we ain't the bee's knees you know that we ugly in some way and so your inner child needs to know not that like you a baddie now because like okay it's fine to know that you a baddie now like period self-esteem mommy whatever but your inner child has things that they need to understand too you know your inner child has trauma that they went through that they still don't fully understand. And it comes out in our triggers, in our emotional reactions to things. In those (laughs) quote-unquote irrational feelings that we get, that we feel that we don't deserve to feel, that we picture other people or society judging us for that it's even here you know it comes out in that you know if if you were told and bullied that you were ugly as a child somebody making a simple comment that oh you know, you're not on point in some way. Like, say they're just making a comment like your shoes are untied. You may react in anxiety and be like, all right, but why you said that so loud though? You know? (laughs) Or someone is like, oh, your sock is showing. Like, all right, but you want it though. Maybe they just trying to let you know that your sock is showing. You know, like with, obviously some people have do have hidden agendas, but with no shade, And you just react in that way. Like that's an emotional reaction. And it really pays. It really pays. To dabble in that. And try to figure out. What is making me react that way. You know. Past all all of the. Because like yo. Your body will make excuses for you of like why you feel that way and you will never know the exact why and they'll do it your mind will do it by blaming other people you know like oh well she was just hating she it was just this it was just that when it's like but how do you really feel you know and your body and your mind is doing that to protect you because it still is reeling and feeling and reacting off of that past trauma 
that past harm where you were bullied for being ugly. You see, like, well, not even being ugly, being told you was ugly. You know, it comes full circle like that. It really does. And the more that you gauge your emotions and your emotional reactions, you'll see just how full circle, just how much emotional reaction and the past is tied um, to, where was I going with that? No, how much, <laughs> how much your past is tied to your current emotional reactions, you know? what you are triggered um, by and just how much you are triggered. And that doesn't always have to be such a bad and shameful thing being triggered because we're human. And I don't really like how, and this is why I want to get into this, talking about emotions in our inner child and like how people will make you feel abnormal and just not human for feeling human emotions. (sighs) And this is why I want to do this episode, how to connect with your inner child, because not only is it good, but you'll also become so self-assured where people will not be able to get under your skin because a lot of people enjoy that. And I just hate seeing it. You know, people just like doing emotional drive-bys is what I call it. Like, they'll just like, just be offensive online and in person for no reason. And like, really make people feel like they're the ones that's bugging because they're reacting in an emotional way. Well, not even reacting in an emotional way because like our emotions fuel our reactions, but, you know, showing that they are offended by something. You don't deserve to feel abnormal for displaying emotions, let alone even having them. Child, that was supposed to be a small tangent, but I just went around the world. It's it's whatever, though. So, well, I've, honestly, it wasn't even a small tangent because I definitely, I'm looking at my script, I come right back to it. So let's get into it. <laughs> Your inner child is you. Like I said, this person has all the answers. And this person, our inner child is like our own personal library, you know, and it connects us. It acts as the librarian while being the library to connect us to who we truly are by going, you know, in certain sections of our childhood, being led to certain sections So that we can read up about us, research uh, ourselves, you know, and be able to find the key, find the map in an array of books that will give us the answer that we're looking for of why do I react this way? Why does it seem like I'm afraid of general intimacy? Why don't I let people get too close? You know, what's the real reason and not the excuses where everyone else is the villain? You know, everyone else is the problem that our ego gives us as protection. 
your inner child will be that person. And that's why it really pays to connect, you know? And plus, honestly, I'm sure they miss you. (laughs) I'm sure they miss you a lot. Honestly, they miss, you know, hanging out with you. They miss their first friend. They want to run around and jump around with you. They want to play Dungeons and Dragons with you. They want to read books again. They want to read whole novels in three days again and be so fixated on it that you finish it in two to three days. They want to do that with you again. They want to spend quality time. They're just waiting on you. So our inner child also connects us circling right on back to our emotions which you know make up the majority of who we are and it connects us right to those parts of ourselves that we learned and felt that we needed to compartmentalize those parts of ourselves for the enjoyment of other people and and for the preference of other people Which is what, for people who don't know, we call our shadow self, which is the other pieces of ourselves that we've learned to fragment in order to be accepted and be connected to, you know, have that human connection, whether by our peers, our friends, or our family, and mainly our parents. And this is the reason why inner child work is shadow work because you're able to go back in time and acknowledge and accept over time those parts of yourself that you disconnected from out of shame out of a feeling of pure genuine danger This is why gauging our emotions is is so important and acknowledging our emotional self is so important because we're able to go deep, deep, deeper down into our own pot of sensitivity and see just how sensitive we are and that we were as a child. Engaging your childhood sensitivity will allow you to grow up emotionally first of all because a lot of us are still at that sensitive age in which we went through that emotional harm we just have a really good way of numbing but it comes out it always does that person who has a short temper and is so reactive that's sensitivity that person who was so passive aggressive that is sensitivity And the way in which people show passive aggression, that person that like, you know, thinks they're cool because they're showing the world that they're nonchalant, they're actually very sensitive. They're just attempting to numb themselves. And so connecting with your inner child and seeing your own sense of sensitivity, say that like 10 times fast, sense of sensitivity. Woo. (laughs) That had me tongue tied on the first try, child. Don't try it 10 times. You might choke on your tongue, honestly. (laughs) But yeah, like it will show you your own brand of sensitivity, you know, 
how sensitive you were because and then allow you like I said to grow up emotionally and still connect to your sensitivity but in a more mature way you know like be sensitive but still regulate your emotions and that's something that you were not taught as a child that's why we become so emotionally reactive and we um go off of our environments our parents were very emotionally reactive they connected with us um they enmeshed emotionally with us inappropriately which i'll really get into later to try and stay on script child <laughs> but we mirror our parents in that in which we learn to just dump our emotions onto other people and that's why we become so reactive that's why we always need someone else to be wrong someone else to fix us someone else to acknowledge our emotions and make it all better which like wanting your emotions acknowledged is not wrong at all but expecting other people to just do right just be obedient and i'll be happy that is very inappropriate and i'll get into that later a little later i know y- i know y'all want it right now it sounds so juicy right i know i know but I'll save it for a little bit later. Don't worry, it's coming soon. So, <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so, like I said, there's a reason why inner child work is shadow work because you're able to go back in time and acknowledge and accept those parts of yourself that you disconnected from out of shame. Because sometimes our whole inner child is in our shadow. Come on, somebody. Sometimes our whole inner child is in our shadow. Our whole personality. Our whole being, our whole core. And we are someone else entirely. We are someone else entirely. We're not ourselves. We're not fulfilling our our the goals and the mission that our soul came with. We're not even being our authentic self. We're people pleasing and doing what other people want us to do to make them happy. We're so enmeshed and entrenched in our parents' emotions in 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 an inappropriate way. Try to say that 10 times fast. Your head might explode, honey. (laughs) In such an inappropriate way that we learned we must be what they want in order to get love. And we do it. And that led us to being someone who we who we never were supposed to be. Whew. Child, 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 child. Child, child, child. Because look at the way that society thinks of and treats children. Look at it. 
We don't look at children as individual and autonomous beings, as people, as people with boundaries and preferences and a personality and accommodations to make for because they are people and with substantial emotions worth looking into. Children are patronized all the time and disregarded and taught all the time to sacrifice their own needs and essentially themselves, sacrifice their emotions for the betterment of a person and for the betterment of the group. And that first group is our family. Our first group is our family. Then we get to school and it becomes our friends. But really, it also becomes our teacher. We shouldn't cry because then it'll make their job hard. We always have to consider, and this is how you know inner child work is so legitimate. Because look at your life right now. Guarantee, bet money, that you now before having an emotion consider how other people will react to it before you have that emotion because that's what's become so socially acceptable consider other people before you have an emotion emotional outburst you know consider other people before you do this 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 and that your emotion is about yourself before you do things for yourself and about yourself. We are taught to consider other people and how they will react. You know, outside of the fear of like being made fun of, but we are wired to consider. Maybe we should not do this. Or before we do this, think about how this will affect so-and-so. How this will affect our parents. How this will affect our mother. You know, from such a young age, we're taught that essentially what we do is not just for ourselves, but it's for other people. And it's because we're not allowed also to have our own preferences. We got to dress for other people. Girls have to dress for men, but the other way around so that men won't look at them. What is that? How can you control that? And that is the main thing that I want to get into. It's so ridiculous that we are taught to consider the reactions and the emotions of other people when it comes to something that we do. Because you can never control the emotions of another person. You can't control how they'll react. You can't control if they get offended or not. That's why it's so preposterous. Like, you know how something is so crazy? You got to like really get like one of your academic words to really gather how utterly ridiculous it is. That shit is preposterous. 
And this, of course, this does not mean having self-awareness. I'm not talking about, oh, if the room is like quiet and you just start bawling and you think that other people should be okay with it, you're not self-aware. But it is to say that if you do start bawling in a quiet room, that you're not so anxious about it because you're considering first how other people are going to judge you for having an emotional reaction, possibly to harm, because who really just starts crying out of nowhere as an adult? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but yeah, children are patronized all the time and disregarded all of the time and taught to sacrifice their cells for other people. And so by this definition, children are dehumanized. Yes. 